What up, y'all? It's the Mildly Professional Podcast with Amber and Lara. And today we are going to be going over one of our friends slash boss slash mentor, um, one of her, her stories, and also answering some questions, and we're going to do another quiz. So roll the intro. We got two gals from a college town Making memories, going through the business route With a little experience, a whole lot of ambition They go about their lives on a never-ending mission To share their knowledge everywhere they go Now it's time for Mildly Okay, so today, Laura, I know you're dying to know. Yes. I don't know what quiz we're doing this time. <laughs> what kind of shark would you be? Oh my goodness. Oh gosh, what are we going to do? Of all the world's The wimpiest shark there is. <laughs> we're going to find out, okay? You're probably not going to be Jaws or anything like that, okay? <laughs> of all the world's creatures, sharks are some of the most fascinating and dramatic did you know there are over 400 types and each one is totally different from the others? This begs the question. If you were a shark, what kind would you be? Okay. Right, you ready? How would you describe your eating habits? Mm-hmm. So your eating habits. Okay. A. I love meat of all kinds. All food, really. Or B. I prefer fish and chicken and I avoid red meat. C, I don't eat meat, I'm vegan vegetarian. Mm -hmm. D, I'm an omnivore, but shellfish is my fave. E, I'm an adventurous eater, I like trying exotic fare. Yeah, I love uh, meat of all kinds, I love food, really. Yeah, there's not a whole lot that I won't eat as far, I'm not super picky. I feel that way too, but then there's other times that I'm like, I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> but none of the other ones really apply, so... Oh, well, I guess there's a difference between, like, I love meat of all kinds and all food, and then I'm an adventurous eater. I like trying exotic fare. Right. Like, I, I don't think I would do certain... Like, I don't think I could do, like, kangaroo or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm. Even though, apparently, over there, their kangaroo is, like, our deer. Like, Interesting. Is yeah. what I've heard. Australians, I, let me know. Let us know. Pipe in. <laughs> But I mean, I guess I would if I was on vacation and wanting to try something really cool. Yeah. I would be, but I'm not on the daily in Adventurous Eater. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. kind of just like, whatever I have, mm -hmm. who cares? I, I have a limit, and I'm not sure what that limit is, because I've tried bison, like that's fine, but yeah. then other animals I couldn't do, just because I guess I relate, I like love them or something. I was about to say relate to them, and then I was like, but I'm not an animal in that sense, so. All right. We have the same answer then on that one. Perfect. Number two, you're at a bar and a fight breaks out near you. Mm. What do you do? A, I don't like bars, so they can fight all they want. I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. B, I jump in swinging whether the fight involves me or not. Uh-huh. C, I bust out my karate moves. <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> D, I stay out of the melee, but stick around to watch. <laughs> or E, I try to break it up before someone gets hurt. I think I would just watch. Get out of range and watch. Because 
honestly, if they're in the the point where they're like full blown swinging, ain't a lot that I'm gonna say that's gonna fix the situation. So I'm gonna just step on back. Plus, I don't want to get in there and get hit. See, there's not really an option for my answer, which is I would either freeze or mm-hmm. run away. Yeah. And neither of those are options, so I'm going to go with yours, too. Mm, yeah, because stepping to watch is, you know, that's a form of freezing. Yeah. Because you're just, like, in shock. But if I was frozen in the middle of it, yeah, I don't know what I would do. Yeah. I don't know. I'd probably just be like, don't hurt me. <laughs> yeah. Don't hurt me, don't hurt me. Okay. I'm trying to do better about that because I don't like that I freeze, but we'll see. I feel that. What is your favorite outdoor activity? A, a pickup game with a group like soccer or basketball. B, a long hike on a trail. That's you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> C, biking or running. D, football or rugby. Or E, bird watching or observing nature. I guess out of all of those, I would go with the hike. Are we going to be the same shark? I'm thinking we're going to be the same shark. Oh my gosh. This can be easy for my math. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> when I have to count it all up at the end. Mm-hmm. Sushi night. What is your go-to order? A. Seaweed salad and a veggie roll. B. Teriyaki. C. Anything with tentacles. D. Sashimi. Or E. Give me crab and I'm happy. Ooh. It's between the crab and teriyaki. See, I'm between the crab and... What is seaweed salad, though? I'm not entirely sure. Seaweed salad and a veggie roll, because that just sounds good. So, fun fact, I actually can't eat sushi, but I really loved it as a kid. Mm. And I don't know if there's, like, a way to go to therapy to break from this, but I must have gotten sick off of bad sushi from, like, grocery store when I was younger and I threw up and now every time that I eat that is so sad I throw up I didn't know this about you you. did know this about me Laura once upon a time did I because we went to I remember being like I want to eat sushi because I love sushi and I will do it and then we went to Taki that's right and I ate the whole thing yeah I ate this like fried was it a fried California roll it had crab and like cream cheese in it that doesn't sound like no, a California I, roll. That sounds like a, they have like a spider roll or something like that there. It was something like that, but it was delicious. And it was cooked, so I thought maybe that would do it, right? Yeah. And then I ate the whole thing. I even took a Snapchat video of me eating it because I was so proud of myself. Yeah. And then later that night, that. I got sick. Oh. And I thought, I just can't, I can't enjoy the finer things in life. No. <laughs> well, there's the seaweed salad. It has like shallots, dried seaweed, um... Soy sauce, rice vinegar, and mirin, which is sweet rice wine. That sounds like it might be good. I'm going to go with that. The seaweed salad and a veggie roll, but I love crab. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with teriyaki. <sighs> teriyaki. I love teriyaki. Teriyaki's also good, but I don't know about on sushi. Teriyaki's good on pretty much everything. But I do love crab. I'm going to go with crab. Do it. I yeah, keep cause... thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> What is your exercise preference? Oh, none. <laughs> um, A, team sports. B, boxing. C, 5Ks, 10Ks, and marathons. D, triathlons. Or E, long walks. Long walks. Me too. We are still going to be the same shark. Okay, they keep asking me about long walks. I'm going to keep picking long walks. Right. All right. 
if your friends could describe you in one word, what would it be? A, sensitive. B, quiet. C, aggressive. D, social. Or E, energetic. I'm definitely sensitive. Sensitive. I feel like you're energetic. Are you feeling that way? I was thinking social or energetic, but I'm going to go with energetic. Social would work, though, too. I forgot that was an option. Yeah, but I guess I'm social, like, because I'm energetic. I hear a lot of the time that I have good energy. So You do have good energy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with energetic. That makes sense. I put me for sensitive when I was marking down with my pencil. So I had to erase (laughs) that if you heard that on the podcast. I was like, ooh, no, no, no. (laughs) Scratch, 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 scratch. Number seven. What do you do when you're at the beach? Hmm. A, volleyball. B, people watch and look for shells. C, frolic in the waves. D, recline in a beach chair with a book. Or E, all of the above. All of the above. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking, crap, I like multiple of these. I know, I was too. I was like, well, I do that, and I do that. Like, I'd be down to play some volleyball. I'd be mm-hmm. down to... Probably not volleyball for me. It would probably be, like, um, soccer. I found I liked that with Daniel and Ashley when we went to the beach that Fun. time. I found I'm actually good at it. Good at soccer. At least, like, beach soccer, you know? Right. Casual soccer. I'm yes. also good at casual soccer. The minute somebody runs up to me and wants the ball, I'm like, you can have it. You take it. Yeah, I'm the exact same way. I can't do it. It's all yours. <laughs> if you want it that bad, you can have it. I'm not risking my life for this ball. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. When someone hurts someone you love, how do you respond? Oh. A, I will find you and I will kill you. Mm-hmm. B, call their friends and family to rally support. C. Wait, call their family? Like the person I'm very confused hurt? by this question because, yeah, it says when someone hurts someone you love, how do you respond? Oh, so it's like. If you were hurt, I would call your friends and family for support. Yes. Okay. So it's like. Someone hurt my feelings, Laura. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do to help me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. I read that question completely different. Interesting. Yeah. I will find you. I will kill you. B, call their friends and family to rally support. C, come right over with wine and ice cream and activate listening mode. D, take them out to cheer them up. Or E, hugs. Mm. Interesting. I guess I would do... The listening. Either that or hugs, but not everybody wants a hug, and so I usually do the listening more. The ice cream and yeah. wine. Yep, that's definitely you, mm-hmm. I would say. The come right, come right over with wine and ice cream. and Yep. Um, I feel like you're good about rallying support. You do that really well. Really? I guess I'm like, I can't do this by myself. No, <laughs> no it's just like you know... When people, when other people are needed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. That's true. That's true. And then I know there's support around the clock. It's not just Mm -hmm. me. Yep. So I'll go with that one. All right. Getting some different answers. Look at us. Number nine. Which famous fighter do you resemble or admire most? A, Bruce Lee. B, Muhammad Ali. C, Mike Tyson. D, Martin Luther King Jr. Freedom Fighters count, right? <laughs> or George Foreman? Wait, is George Foreman a fighter? I thought he just made grills. Uh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if he fights for grills, then I pick George Foreman. He's an American 
former professional boxer. Did he also make grills? Yes. I'm pretty sure he is the grill dude. <laughs> Why is he so rich? <laughs> We're Googling George Foreman. It's called a George Foreman grill. I highly doubt. Is there, are there two George Foremans? There George Foreman be. grill? Who is the man behind the George Foreman grill? Let's find out. We're in deep. This is like that one day that Ashley and I unironically shopped on Tiffany and Company for about an hour on the phone. <laughs> we just, we got so intrigued by the prices of things at Tiffany and Company. And then we figured out that an ice cream scooper from them would cost so much money. And we had this running joke about it. We started talking about Tiffany and Co. randomly one day. I don't even know where that came from. Mm-hmm. And then for Christmas... Uh, my boss that year got everybody Tiffany smile necklaces, and I was like, Ashley, guess what? That's so funny. I got something from them. So the here's the thing. I don't know any of these on a personal, yeah. like where I could say about their personal, um, their personality. You do know about Martin Luther King. So George Foreman is not the grill guy. Right. Well, what? I guess he is. I don't, nothing's really like stating it out loud. Yeah. Um, I guess out of all of these, Martin Luther King... I thought you would pick that one for sure because it's not an actual fighter. Like, right, exactly. And, like, is all about keeping the peace and bringing people together. So that's right up my alley. Get it? Yeah. Alley, like Muhammad Mm -hmm. Ali. (laughs) Okay, Ashley, calm down over there. Right. (laughs) Our friend Ashley, uh, I'm sure we've told this before, but she is the queen at coming up with puns. It's really or it's just a talent. Bad dad jokes. Bad chat. Yeah, bad jokes bad that chat. are beautiful. Bad chat. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm gonna go with Martin Luther King as well because it says resemble or admire most, and I do. Yeah, really admire the work of Dr. Martin Luther King. Absolutely. Jr. All right. Number ten. What is your favorite solo activity? Ooh. A. Doing puzzles. B, watching movies, C, reading, D, playing games on my phone, or E, yoga? Ooh. I guess right now I'm in a movie realm. I was in a reading one not too long ago, but right now I think I'm back to watching a movie. You're watching movies. Yeah. I was between watching movies. I really like doing puzzles. I know you do. It's so wholesome. I like doing puzzles by myself, too. By yourself? Yes. I don't like it when I work on a puzzle with somebody, and then they encroach on my puzzle territory. Yes. They go, oh, oh, I I bet I can find that piece. I'm like, you go find your own pieces. Go find your own. I'm looking for, I'm not there yet. It's not because I haven't found that piece. It's because I haven't looked for it yet. That's so So everybody calm down. Over here, and especially if you're working together to finish the edge pieces, Ooh, then yeah. it's like some kind of competition. Especially if my dad's involved. Oh yeah, and I'm like, I'm gonna beat you, dad. <laughs> I'm gonna connect those pieces of the puzzle. That's so funny. So I prefer doing those solo. See, I like painting, doing puzzles, going for hikes. Yeah, you're very wholesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Calculations. Pause for calculations. And after all that, I guess we had enough answers the same because Laura scored a 31 and I scored a 33. And we are in the category of 26 to 33, which is a whale shark. Oh. How cute. So you're the live and let live type. 
Though you are the biggest living shark in the ocean, you are the opposite of a shark's aggressive eating machine reputation. You are passive and gentle, and you would never bite another living thing. Aww. Whale sharks are, are vegans eating only plankton. And though they're bigger than the great white, they have tiny teeth. That's oh. you! Oh my gosh! Oh my god! How did this happen? I legitimately have, like, really tiny teeth. It's a thing. Look at our photos, and you'll see when I smile. They're like little, uh, what are they called? Chicklets? Yeah. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that could not be more accurate. That's for hilarious. you. I don't yeah. relate. Not for that part, but the other stuff, no. yeah. The other stuff? Yeah, you couldn't hurt another fly. Yeah, you're right. You know. Actually, if I hurt people, I can't hurt people on purpose. Yeah. Physically. Yeah. I don't hurt people on purpose any other way either, but <laughs> I was about to say, do we need to have a conversation? Right. <laughs> but in this context, I'm specifically talking about physically. I cannot physically hurt another person. And if I accidentally physically hurt another person, it cripples me to my core. Yeah. So, see? That sounds right. That's true. You as a shark couldn't hurt other people. (laughs) I wanted to be the great white or the mako shark where you're built for speed and you travel (laughs) light. Yes, miss. I like to do puzzles. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine. It was right. It was right. It was right. Okay. So we're getting into the meat of our podcast. So today we're only going to go over one. The past couple episodes we were able to do a couple of people, but we didn't have another submission and we needed to record the podcast today. Plus when we looked at Miss Emily's Mm -hmm. submission, Mm -hmm. she wrote a lot of stuff, which is really good because she has a lot of knowledge to share. Mm -hmm. So I'm super excited. So we're going to do that and then answer some questions from people we've gotten on Instagram and things like that. So let's move. What All you got, right. Laura? Okay. So again, this is for our friend Emily. Um, and we'll get into how we know her and everything because she'll describe that later in her um, Google form. Uh, so her current job title is an executive director of student engagement at Georgia College and State University. Uh, She coordinates many of the co-curricular initiatives in student life, which is a boring way of saying I work with the fun parts of college that happen outside, um, that happen outside of class. Most students don't realize how much they are actually learning in their extracurricular activities until they graduate and find that those experiences are some of the most valuable when they're in a job interview. I tell students that everyone's in college, everyone in college earns a bachelor's degree, but not everyone plays a sport or becomes an RA or president of a club. Those are the graduates who stand out, like Amber and Laura. Oh, how cute. So So that is, and you know, that's so true because like Mm -hmm. thinking back to what Colby has talked about, that's where his career development stuff came in was because of his uh, fraternity. So that's so true. You learn, you definitely learn so much more from everything else that you do. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you learn how to learn in class, which yes. is really valuable, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you learn some project management stuff from group projects, right. but even then, that's outside the classroom that you're doing all that. Which is why, you know, college really is important and for a lot of people, but it's also that reasoning is why college isn't always necessary, right. because... 
outside of the classroom, real-world applications is where you learn and you grow most of the time. College just is its own form of learning, that sort of thing. But that's ultimately what you're doing in your adult life is honing on those skills that you need for your career. I feel like I'm learning more in the master's program that we're doing than I did in my college classes. Yes, there's more thought-provoking content Yeah, that really makes you, especially our class right now is like a psychology-based class pretty much, and it really is all about self-reflection. So that's been pretty, pretty neat. It's been great. But yes, Emily was, Emily was great. Great at all that she stuff. She is with great. Us too. She didn't die. <laughs> oh, yeah. Emily was great to have in college because I yes. think she gave us that perspective. And now she does it for so many more students. Yeah. It's incredible. Everybody needs an Emily in their life. Um, Get a mentor, remember? Yeah. And that she's ours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we say, Tell us something cool about you. And she said, My real life is pretty boring, but I love it. I'm married to my high school sweetheart, Morgan, alias Mr. Jarvis. We have five cats, which is way too many, and they're named for characters from the show Parks and Recreation. Something a little bit cooler, when I was in the seventh grade, my dad took me out of school and we moved to the Czech Republic for six months while he taught at a college there. Did you know that? I think I may have, she may have briefly mentioned it, but I've never been told it directly. That is so cool. Yeah, now that now that you're reading it, I'm going, oh yeah, I think she mentioned that at one point, but no, mm-mm. And then she said she was homeschooled, and homeschooled is in quotes, um, which really meant that we traveled to castles and cathedrals on the weekends, and sometimes she would read her science textbook. There was only one English language bookstore in her city, so she ended up reading really mature mystery novels because those were the only options. That's probably why I'm so into true crime now why she's so into true crime now her and also i am (laughs) her math skills never recovered from that time but she did take czech language classes which linguists say is one of the hardest languages in the world to learn not very much has stuck i can count to 20 and order a beer that was probably the most formative experience of my life and ultimately the reason i started working in higher education and she i'm sure she'll get into it but her major was journalism Mm-hmm. So yep. that's interesting that she did. She's like, oh, and sometimes I read my science textbook. Yeah, but then she <laughs> she majors in journalism. I don't know. She's so smart. I just... She really is. Um, and so she did go to college, and she said that her bachelor's degree is in magazine journalism. Mm-hmm. She loved writing and loved the visual aspects of magazines. UGA, which is the University of Georgia, has one of the top journalism schools in the county. I think she meant country. And I love my major so much. Just in the county. Just in the county. <laughs> I bet Wesleyan has some of the best, best in, in the, the county. county. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, and she loved her major so much. She graduated during the Great Recession in 2009, so she stayed in school to earn her master's degree in journalism and mass communications. She would have majored in something more practical, but studying something she loved just solidified her love of learning and made her believe that college is a magical place that she never wanted to leave. Yeah. That's so sweet. Graduating during the Great Recession must have been a really scary time. Mm -hmm. I blame all of that on why I now feel pressure to get my master's degree, because all of them did it. Yes. Because so many people did that. They just chose, I'm going to stay in school then. Yeah. Sounds good to me. I ain't joining no workforce right now. Nope. Mm Mm-mm. 
Okay, now we asked um, for her to walk us through her professional journey. She said, when she graduated with her master's degree, she tried finding work in media. The recession took a huge hit on print outlets, and she didn't have the skills or confidence in digital media needed to get a job. So she wrote as a freelancer for a while, making absolutely no money, and married to a teacher. We were poor, but we were having a lot of fun eating ramen noodles in our horrible apartment. That's sweet. She started looking for jobs at local colleges. She loved her um, college experience. Her dad was a professor, so she grew up in the college setting, and she was comfortable in that environment. She got a part-time job at Wesleyan College, working in the study abroad program. A big part of her getting that job was because she studied abroad in college and could talk knowledgeably about how important study abroad is for students. She still believes it is the singular best opportunity any college student can have. She really needed a full-time job, those darn student loans, and thankfully my boss at the time, now the president of Westland, offered me the opportunity to coordinate the development of the Confucius Institute at the college and become full-time. Through that job, she got to travel to China twice and took three semesters of Mandarin. Eventually, she was hired as the Director of International Student Services, and that's how she got into student affairs. She loved her job working with international students. About a year and a half later, the Director of Residence Life left Westland. My Vice President told me I was going to take over Res Life. I said, no, thank you. I love my job. And she said, nope, this is your job now. (laughs) It probably didn't go exactly like that, but that's basically how she remembers it. Uh, She had no experience with that area, and suddenly she was in charge of 15 RAs, resident advisors, seven buildings, and 400 residents. That's how she met Amber and Laura, that's us, us. (laughs) on her first RA staff, which is truly one of the greatest blessings of my career. But res life was a thankless job. People only interact with you to complain, and it felt like all negativity all the time. Besides my amazing RAs and my work friends who were incredible, it was the worst 18 months of my life. I started looking for new jobs. I got a new boss, and she took one look at me and said, You're miserable. Let's find you something new. And she did. I went back to working with international students and study abroad, and it was the best job ever. After doing that for a couple of years and having been at Wesleyan for eight years, Emily felt that she was outgrowing that place. She applied for a director job at Georgia College and State University, was hired, and within six months got promoted to executive director. She's going on three years there this June. So cool. I'm so happy she left after we graduated. But that's I know. Like- <laughs> I would have been so upset if she, you know, Oh my left. gosh. I would have been like, oh no. But I forgot sidebar from earlier where mm-hmm. she said uh, her husband Morgan, a.k.a. Mr. Jarvis. So mm-hmm. his name is Mr. Jarvis on Facebook. Sorry for exposing him. Um, Mr. She exposed him She herself. exposed him already. <laughs> his name is Mr. Jarvis on Facebook. So Laura and I went a long time thinking that her husband's name was Mr. (laughs) And he did that so that his students couldn't find him on Facebook, which is really smart. Yeah. But she would tag him and stuff and we'd be like, oh, I think one day she was talking about Morgan and I went, who the heck is this Morgan that you keep talking about? (laughs) She said, my husband. That is so funny. Oh my gosh. But yeah, we're so grateful for her and she was miserable doing residence life. And I think that's why we did connect so well because we were all just helping each other out. That job really is thankless, but mm-hmm. there there are people that 
that job fulfills something for them that it just wasn't the right fit you know our best fit theory I'm trying to think of how to word it but good at Emily takes things to heart or like it hurts her feelings like she feels really bad because she cares so much right she cares so much and she feels really bad whereas a more analytical person Mm -hmm. can just go that's not in the budget and no yeah and she's not like that she goes but I want to do this for you but I don't have the money or whatever the situation is yeah so yeah she uh, she just and working with international students was really good for her so I'm glad she got to go back to that by the end that's awesome yes so we asked then um are you happy with your current role and what is your desired next step slash career goals she said yes Her job is extremely challenging, but she's learning new things about herself, how to be a good leader, and how to create her own opportunities to do what fulfills her. This year, she started a PhD program, yay, on top of her 40-plus hour work week, and she's loving being back in school so much. She says she's lucky to work at a place that wholeheartedly supports me in that and pays for it. Oh, oh, sweet. And not even at the college. Well, I don't know if they have a master's program at the college she works yeah, for, sure. but that's really good. Tuition reimbursement is something you should look for if you're looking to continue your education Absolutely. in a benefits package. And, you know, I worked for a company that I don't think would have paid for me to get a master's, but they would pay for me to take classes on that um, website, Coursera. I think I've talked about it on here, but it's where yeah. you can take those classes for, like, you know, 40 bucks a month, and you can take, like to get certifications and stuff, which is really cool. So Coursera, I recommend it. Um, You can also get your master's through there, um, through them as well. But I don't know enough about that program. Wow. But apparently you can. So then we asked about um, personal mission and vision. uh, And she said, that is a great question. Her personal mission is to make a positive impact on one person at a time. And infant, ooh, I can't say that word. Oh, I have never seen that word in my entire Inf- life. I've heard of it. Into she would not be proud of us right now. Infinitesimally. Infinite. Infinitesimally. Infinitesimally. Emily, I'm sorry we're letting you down. We were also called Emily's kid sisters. Yes. And we were called, wait, what were our names? Tippy and Kippy. Tippy and Kippy? Because one time one of her work coworkers said, yeah, where are your kid, kid sisters? And then she went, what's Barbie's little sister's name? Like Tippy or Kippy or something? And then we became that. Yep, we became that. <laughs> um, pronunciation. Tips and Kips. That's right. Oh, my God. Okay, here we go. Infinitesimally. Oh. Infinitesimally. Nope, that was not it. <laughs> All right. Here, I got this. Okay. In infinitesimally number of us will make a huge impact on the world, but we will all interact with thousands of people and either make their lives a little bit better or a little bit harder in that moment. She wants to make that moment better. She really believes that her work her work's purpose is helping people, students, parents, and her colleagues. She doesn't need to change the whole world, but she can try to make her little corner of the world better. Yeah. Which is so sweet. And that's a great way to go about it because you have to go one step at a time, one person at a time. That's all you can do. All right. We're almost done. Yay. I But I'm loving hearing all of this about her. I've yeah. missed her so much. Um, 
So we asked then what the most important lesson that she's learned through her life and professional experiences. She says, so many things. This one might seem silly to some people, but she firmly believes in having work friends. You spend at least one third of your day at work. You have to like the people you spend that much time and energy with. Of her closest friends, probably 70% of them are people that she met at work. No matter how much you like what you're doing, your coworkers can make or break a job. The second thing is that there's nothing better for your career and your soul than owning up to your mistakes. She used to be so afraid of messing up at work that she would try to cover things up, which just stressed her out more. When she learned to be honest and say, I made an error in judgment, or I dropped the ball on this without tying myself in a knot trying to rationalize it, she was so free. Admit when you mess up, say what you learned from it, and then let it go. It feels so much better. Agreed. Word. I love that. I really love that because it, it's, I get that. Like, I, I shut down and get really embarrassed when I mess up. And it's, I've actively been working on that as well, saying, like, I do not understand or I have messed up. <laughs> Help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's definitely something I relate to. I'm working on getting there. Right now I'm at a point that I kind of just want to say, yep, I'm working on that. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, you needed that yesterday? Oh, I'm working on it. Did not realize the deadline. We'll get it to you very soon. Yep. (laughs) And then lastly, we asked, is there anything that you want the world to know that we did not ask you about? She said, just that I think you two are the most wonderful women and I'm so proud of you. Oh my God. Everybody's been nice in that little box there. I know. (laughs) So nice. Oh my goodness. Well, Emily, thank you so much for sending in those responses. Um, I've We've learned uh, so much about you and loved learning it, so thank yes. you for that. And another perfect example of you don't have to become what you majored in in college. Yeah, absolutely. Go where your path leads you. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yes. She's going to be a doctor. doctor a doctor, Emily. Emily. All right. Oh, questions are up next. Yes. Okay, so these questions are sourced from um, our listeners that have sent in questions that either they thought of while listening to the episode or they asked for their own personal situations. Um, I think we'll keep these anonymous just to, um, because we didn't get permission beforehand, but we'll keep everything vague and nothing's too specific. So, um, yeah. yeah, thank you to everybody who sent those questions in, by the way. Um, and, yeah, let's get get started. Let's get rolling. I'm going to start with this one. How can you rebuild confidence after getting told you didn't get the job? And I saw you respond to this person because yes. uh, we both respond to messages on Instagram, on our um, Mildly Professional podcast Instagram. Yes. And um, what did you say? I said that that's what we talk about in our best fit theory. And for me, it's really. Episode? The yes. Best fit. Okay. Yes. And I don't remember which one it was, but we, we just talk about how you have to rationalize. You're not going to be the best fit for every job that it actually has nothing to do with you. It could be more about the coworkers, um, or the, whatever environment they just don't think that you'll fit in or something about your resume isn't exactly what they're looking for, but it doesn't mean you're a bad candidate, just not for that job. And once you sort of, mm see things that way you're not like oh I didn't get the job I suck right and I'm all down and I'm not gonna do well and I'm never gonna get another job you just go okay must not have been a good fit glad for the interview experience 
we'll get the next one or whatever. Yeah. And maybe you won't get the next one, but maybe that's what you need to tell yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Keep telling yourself next one. <laughs> and the next one, because you know what? You don't have a job until you get one. So one day you'll have one. It's kind of like that idea when you're looking for something, it's always in the last place you look. Yep. 100%. Because it is the last place that you look. And, you know, this is not a religious podcast, um, but, you know, my personal belief system um is based in christianity so you know take from this what you will tune out if it's not your thing but for me it's very much like it didn't work out for a reason and not like Mm -hmm. god sitting up there punishing me for you know anything but just there's a reason that i didn't get this job and even the jobs that i've had that have been toxic in the past it there's a reason for that or at least you can pull something from that. You can pull from that experience. Maybe that interview, you feel like you really bombed it, and that might be why you didn't get the job, but, like, you're going to learn something from that. Like, oh, well, these are the types of questions that really tripped me up. I need right. to learn more. So, and which makes you look at yourself and reflect more, which leads to you growing. So, you know, I just, I think of it like that. Just there's a reason, and now I'm just going to learn and grow from it. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's my little tidbit. And then paying attention... I'm going to go off on their tangent, so never mind. <laughs> Next! <laughs> Next! Okay, uh, I'll do one. Um, Next is... So, somebody asked... Um, I think Amber majored in AMC, which is Advertising Marketing Communications... Mm-hmm. Or she thinks it was a self-designed major, but she wanted to know what jobs could she do in that area since she also majored in AMC but wants a remote job. Yep. And marketing is one of those things that can be done remote for the right company if they're looking for a certain kind of marketing. So I'm pretty sure I responded with something along the lines of, first of all, you need to figure out what kind of marketing you want to do mm-hmm. and if that can be done remotely. Because a lot of places you can do, like we have, for the company that I work with, we work with another company that manages our social media. So they have content creators, Mm -hmm. but they don't need to be necessarily a part of our business so much like I am. Mm. They're kind of the ones who just, they research articles that are related to our business and push them out with a graphic that they made really quick. Mm -hmm. And I say really quick, like they don't do a lot of work. They're doing a lot of work and they're doing it. (laughs) very strategically, but all that they're doing is looking at that data, creating things that are going to be relevant, you know, putting keywords in there and then pushing it out. And then my job on the social media is to do more of that organic content that's internal, taking those pictures, meeting with people about their jobs, um, and doing customer spotlight stories or employee spotlight stories. They're Mm -hmm. not doing that part. So a job like that where it's literally content creation and you don't need to be part of the business at all. That's Mm -hmm. the kind that you can do remote. Yeah. But some people don't like that, and it can be really high pressure, um, and it's very analytical. It's not as creative as you really think it is. It's more just, here's what the data is telling us, so do that. Well, and I was really lucky at my last job that I I worked remotely. Um, I actually, so not only was I a scheduling coordinator, but I also um, did marketing for them a few hours a week. Yeah. So, you know, it's not always, like, maybe you're interested in another field, too, and maybe you get a job in there, and there could be potentials to work in marketing. You know, you just got to make those, again, networking. That's all it is. It's finding those people 
that custom create a job for you because it's, sometimes it's not on a job listing, but you can cultivate a job for yourself. Yeah, and you got people. that experience. And it was good because where you worked, they were already basically creating the content mm-hmm. and you just needed to repackage it in a good way for marketing. Yeah. So you didn't need to go film the, the mini movies. You would right. just find a good one for that week. Oh, here's a mini movie feature and yeah. um, talk about it. And again, like that, sh- it's the content creation part where it needs to be organic. It depends on the industry. Mm-hmm. You just figure out what industry you want to do. Oh, marketing's so weird. Yeah. Marketing but, has so many different areas. Yes. But you did a great job with that. Oh, thank you. With that, with their marketing. I liked all their stuff. I appreciate that. I don't that. think I've unfollowed them and I also haven't seen anything from them I don't think I'm gonna go look that up right now but <laughs> wait maybe I don't I think you still I do still... sometimes no I, I oh didn't. not anymore not anymore they didn't want me to oh check and see when their last post was I'm yes see. I'm working on that right what's now what's the tea what's the tea but yes so there's and there's lots of other jobs too advertising marketing it's all about figuring out what you want. And honestly, a job is less about the job that you're doing and more about what you're looking for out of your job. They have been posting. Oh, I must have unfollowed them. Yep, I think I still followed them. I should probably unfollow them. But they started doing the work that I started doing. Yay! Like, they started copying what I was doing. Anywho. You gave a good base. Yeah. You gave a good base. I tried. But that's tough. I think my response to anybody who's like, I have this major... I'm thinking about doing this or trying to figure out what I want to do with blah, blah, blah. I go, okay, but what do you want? Mm-hmm. Okay, but what do you want? Right. I know Kim talked about that a little bit because mm-hmm. I challenged her multiple times. She goes, I don't know what to do. I said, okay, but what do you want? She mm-hmm. goes, that's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> and sometimes you don't know. That's why interviews are important too. Like what questions are they asking you? I didn't realize this was the tangent I was going to go on earlier, but now it makes sense. Mm. I interviewed for a marketing job and they asked me a question. They said, how long would it take you to do a blog post? And I said, what do you mean? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and they go, so I tell you, Hey, go write a blog post about this. How long will it take you? And I was very confused by the question. It wasn't because I was trying to think of a right answer. I just thought that's a very odd question for you to be asking me. Oh, really? I yeah. I just thought like, I don't know this industry. I actually, I don't know what you expect out of a blog post because it varies, right? Yeah. And then she's like, and then she looked at me and just went, I mean, there's no right answer. And I said, yeah, I guess it would probably take me a couple hours if I was uninterrupted. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know what to tell you. Mm -hmm. And it just, it depends on a lot of different things. It was just weird. I bet I could have handled it differently, but I just thought in that moment, if that's what she cares about, I don't want to work for her. Right. Like, it's more about pulling something out. Right. Yeah. I get that. I don't just want to be a workhorse pumping out blog posts all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. So, that gave me insight that I didn't really realize at the time, but... Yeah. Okay. This is not a question. Okay. This is just somebody who listened to our podcast about motivation mm-hmm. and had some cool advice that I didn't think of. Oh, cool. Which was ways to be motivated would be to play feel-good music. Yes. Mm, yep. And also power posing. Yes. Which I found very interesting. I think that's really cool. That is a really cool concept of striking. It Literally, you strike a pose, like Superman pose, you know, like standing yeah. up with your hands on your hip and head held high. And suppose science says that that makes you more confident. 
or just try it. Yeah. Tell us how it goes. You'll feel silly for a second, and then you'll the rush of endorphins or whatever will hit you. <laughs> yeah, it'll make you feel better, be more focused, feel like you can conquer the world. Mm-hmm. I love that. Which I forgot about power posing, but I think that's really neat. I've never actually tried that technique. I need to give it a shot. Yeah. I'll report back. Circle back. All right, and my last question that I found um, was sent to me by a friend of mine asking, how did I know that the job I had um, that was remotely, if it, how it was legit or not, um, because yes. there's so many scams out there. And my system is not foolproof, but mm-hmm. what I did was I had applied on Indeed. Um, first thing I do when I started applying on, um, on Indeed would be going to their reviews of the company that yep. other past employees have left. If there's more than one or two, I'm like, okay, because not everybody reviews a company that they leave. But, like, that tells me there's a history here from other users on the platform. And then after that, I looked at their website. And from there, I went to the Instagram that was linked on their website to be sure I was getting the same the sa- from the official website to the official Instagram, not just looking up their name on Instagram and seeing if I can find them. Um, linking directly. And then I looked at their follower count. There were over like 2,000, which said, okay, there's a good following. I went through the posts and went through the comments, kind of went a little stalkerish, but I went through the comments on posts and the tagged people. And because I was in a, uh, I was looking at a company that did real estate photography, I would go to the agent's profile on Instagram and see if they were legit. And they all were like real, real companies because then I would look them up. You know, I went down a whole rabbit hole because I'm very, I'm always super scared of getting scammed Mm -hmm. because that is a real thing. And I'm a really gullible person (laughs) because I'm too trusting. Um, And so I did all of that. And then what else did I do? Then I reached out. I think I want to say I dialed the phone number two at one point to just call in and see what came up but I can't remember if I officially if I I thought about doing it I can't remember if I did or not you probably did yeah (laughs) I'm not gonna lie you probably did but you know just finding all the ways to make those connections look up google reviews um if they have more than like 10 I feel like that's a good sign honestly if you take a second to look into legitimacy you're gonna know immediately yes and you read some tips. Yes. Yeah, earlier. some tips. I had some tips, one that was similar, but it was to go to the company's website and go through their careers page mm. instead of through Indeed or mm-hmm. Indeed's probably the most common. Mm-hmm. Indeed or Glassdoor, Google Jobs. So you find the jobs there, but then go to their website and see what's really up. Mm-hmm. Um and then some scammers will use that company name, yeah. but the company's legit, but a scammer's using that name. Right. Yeah. And then you just, you just don't know. Let me see if I have any, any other ones. And if it's a small enough of a company too, let's say it's a doctor's office, mm-hmm. you could just call and say, Hey, I saw a job posted. I just want to make sure it's legit. Are you hiring for this role? Yeah. And if they go, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, right. You might want to talk to a manager or something, but. And don't waste too much time. If there's an info email, mm-hmm. you can always just say, hey, mm-hmm. reaching out to make sure this is legitimate. They mm-hmm. might respect that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's bad advice. So 
Don't quote me on that one. Um, <laughs> don't become a nuisance in that situation. Yes. But do your due diligence for yourself and your own safety. There's a tactical way to do it. And sometimes companies post on their social media if they don't have a careers page. Mm-hmm. And you can find current positions we're hiring for. Yes. So there's all kinds of ways that you can validate this just by looking. And I would say for sure do all the research that you can first mm-hmm. so that you're pretty sure it's a scam. And then maybe you're doing them a favor by letting them know, hey, somebody's using your yeah. <laughs> name to hire. Um, watch for grammatical errors. So that's what we mean by take the extra step. Just read over it a little bit better. Make sure there's no weird grammatical errors. And if you're the one posting jobs, really pay attention to that because scammers don't. And you don't want to look like you're a scammer because that reflects poorly on your business ultimately. It's just, I think the most important thing is to know that that exists. Yeah. Because we, I feel like people our age, maybe I could be wrong here completely, but I feel like people our age know when it's a scam. We have, we've seen it more. Yeah. It's more we've part of our. up with it. Yeah. We've had the Nigerian prince's emails since, yes. you know, we were young. So. Um, oh, this distant rel- relative died and wants to leave yeah. you all this money and you're like, okay. Right. That's oh my great. goodness. So, I don't know. I know. It's so funny. You get so many questions about remote jobs. Everybody's really interested in remote jobs. I would say listen to our episode about remote versus in-person because you yeah. don't know. You might not like remote. It sounds really great, but sometimes you just need to find a really good company to work for in person. It, it depends. It's what's best for you and your situation. Yes. So definitely listen to that episode. It was a fun one. Um, I loved working remote, but that's my personality type. You Just like in the episode, we really focus on saying know your personality Mm -hmm. know what makes you tick and if being around people makes you happy and you don't have another outlet for hanging out with people you probably don't want to do fully remote maybe partially but you probably don't want to do fully um plus you don't always have the time that you're looking for like some people think oh just because I'm getting a job remote I'm going to have time to do all my laundry or do like cooking or cleaning and all that. And sometimes you really don't have that time. You still have to work. And actually a lot of people who work fully remote, I got this feedback from a coworker recently who is fully remote. Hmm. I'm hybrid, which I like, but she said to be fully remote, she needs to get up, completely get dressed in work clothes. Yeah. Completely go into her office and shut the door. That's wild. Work until lunch, take a lunch break go back to her computer. Wow. She has to be so compartmentalized yeah. because otherwise she would just go off the deep end. Wow. That's awesome. That dedication. I love that. But she loves her job and loves the company and wanted to yeah. move. So that's why yeah. she went fully remote. But when she was close by, she was in the office every day. Aww. She has a personality kind of more like me. Yeah. So that I, that, I, that's why I was asking her, how are you working remote? <laughs> how do you do it? Because I met her in person and thought, there's no freaking way that right. she's working remote. <laughs> we related to each other so much. I'm thinking, this is not your personality. Right. But it's what works for her life. Mm-hmm. But she has to make all those accommodations. So just be careful, make accommodations, do what's best for you, and find a place that you fit well. Yes. And that you like your coworkers. Emily made a good point there. Yes. and Making work friends. And I, I do agree with it, but also... As I've said in the past, not everyone is meant to be your best friend. And not everybody is your friend. Sometimes you don't know what people have it out for you. Yeah. That's something my boss said was one of her best advice at one point was somebody told her, not everybody wants you to succeed and not everybody's your friend and you need to watch out. 
Wow. So sorry, Emily, for just like hijacking your <laughs> your advice there. I think it's really good advice, and I do think that it's really important. I just think being also aware that, like you said, not everybody is meant to be your friend, um, and not everybody wants to be, or they'll be friendly, and then really talking crap about you, you know, and that's true with real life too, you know, Mm -hmm. clicks are everywhere, but the difference is your livelihood versus just people that you go to school with or, you know, stuff like that. So anywho, on that, actually we have a lot of different opinions about coworker relationships. So if you want to chime in and message us on Instagram about that, we'd love to hear everybody's opinions and what you guys think. And we might read this on another episode, read your responses. Your dogs want to go outside. We have cooped them up for far too long to record this podcast. Yes. They are mad at us. We are recording once again at my house and any jingling bells you hear are my cats and any scratching are my dogs because they're in their crates because if they're out while we record they go nuts even though they're still yes. going nuts right now it's fine everything fine <laughs> they go nuts no everything matter what. fine everything fine it's just when we record they go crazy why do they do that to us i don't know because they'll be so quiet like during the day if yeah. i have to put them up for work they're just silent they're taking naps and i guess because they're napping a lot during the day but even then they're up like and out with me whatever I don't know there, but anyway, so any we'll go, final thoughts? We'll go give her dog some love yes. and you should follow us on Instagram, mildly professional podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you should email us at mildly professional two, four, nine at gmail.com. My yep. brother emailed us his resume. We need to look at that. We do. We'll do that right after we get off yes. the podcast. So send us your resumes, I guess, if you want to. Yeah, we'd love them. to take a look at them and send you our feedback. Yeah. It might not be. Okay. Look, we're not like, we'll give you some help. But we don't do this full time, so no. give us some slack. Give us some time. Absolutely. Um, what else? I think, um, oh, the Reddit. What's that? Reddit is um, mildly professional is our subreddit, and then our TikTok is mildly professional as well, I believe. So I have a note for next time. Okay. We need to write all that down so I can just read it off. Okay. Because every single episode, I'm like, wait, I have and it, what else? Wait, I have it written down. We, we can re, we can redo it. <laughs> this is called, why we're called mildly professional. <laughs> we are just, just hanging in there. Oh my gosh. Oh, look at that. You can email us at mildlyprofessional249 at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at mildlyprofessionalpodcast. Follow our subreddit at mildlyprofessional. And follow us on TikTok at mildlyprofessionalpod. Yep, so we're on all the socials for the most part. We do not have a Twitter, because I don't honestly know enough about Twitter. I don't care about Twitter. I don't, I've heard it's a scary place. I know somebody got in trouble for liking a tweet in high school. Oh, and yeah. got in trouble for bullying, and I got called into the principal's office for it, because why did you like this tweet, and it was blah, 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 and I said, you know what, I'm deleting it right now. You don't ever have to worry about me. You do not have to worry about <laughs> you me. You do. I love that TikTok. Yeah. You do not have to. Woo, that'll <laughs> do it. <laughs> yes, that was me in the principal's office freshman year of high school. Like, that is gone immediately. You don't even have to worry about that I love at all. that so much. Um, well, guys, thanks so much. Thank you again to everybody who sent us in our Google Forms and also sent in questions. We love answering them. We'll answer them when we see them, but also reiterate them on the podcast. Yeah. You know, because I think that people can benefit from that. So thank you so much, guys. We really appreciate you, and have a great rest of your day. Have a great rest of your day, week, month, year. woohoo! Life. <laughs> your whole life. Bye, guys. Bye.